duty to represent you in like in them what, what do you mean by that when you leave you the think school that it's and important then... for the school to have people who look like you people who think like you people who've experienced the same experiences as you in the school 100 like, stuff there is it, w- it would be nice but i don't think if it's not possible then it's not but just because there aren't people like that working within the school i still need to have an open mind to it that's not like there's some of the students will be open thinkers then if some of the teachers aren't similar to us. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like it has an impact if the school's not reflective of... 100%. I hear a lot of stories, yeah, about people that um, that when that they go to a certain school and they face, like, not bullying, but, like, just, you know what I mean, um, negative comments and all them kind of things just because they're, they're different to everyone else. And as a child, that, like, it, like, hurts you. And also, sometimes... Uh, you could be saying something and you might not even realise what you're saying is wrong but just the fact that you don't there's no one like there's no one similar to you to tell you what you're saying is wrong or it's ignorant or arrogant it could, like you might not genuinely want to say something rude to someone because you just probably just don't know about it you're saying something arrogant 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 and it could affect the child in a certain way you know yeah saying? that's true still yeah I 100% agree with that and I think that for me I think that it's really important that like for example teaching staff in schools are representative of the students who attend the school and i also think like having representative topics or different topics like history and what we learn in history can often be not representative of like the uk as it is today no this this isn't the question but when i went to school in nigeria i learned so much about colonization like i think i can name every country in africa and who it was colonized by and when i was in school in nigeria yeah like it was a lot stricter, and I feel like some of the rules they passed, if it was in the UK, it just couldn't run. Like, girls had to have, like, natural cameras, no extensions, boys couldn't have their hair above a certain this. And when I would ask why, they would just tell me it's unprofessional, it doesn't look nice. In here, if I went to ask a teacher that, and they told me it's unprofessional, it just wouldn't run. But, but it was, the quality of education was I got in Nigeria, like... It's, it's not every teacher for itself. It's more of every student who doesn't pass, they're not going to get past this level until they pass. So it's not really affecting them. They'll just be there. I'm ready to help, I'm ready to help when you want to help yourself. In here, in, in this country, for like, if you don't want to be helped, I'm not going to help you. That's your own problem. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, some of my brethren were in year 11. They were in their 20s or in the early 20s. Like, some of my brethren in year 11, they could have been in like uni or something like that because they were just messing around in year 9. And my teacher says, we're going to help you, but... It's not going to be right now to help you. Like some of the things I learned in history, English, maths. Like history, I learned so much about colonization. Like why we speak the way we do. Um, there's so much. Why there's so much Christianity in Africa. Mm-hmm. So, so like, there's a lot I learned. I learned about the con- mm-hmm. the not just the slave trade, but why Africa the way it is today, and why it's so behind in other countries. And it made me realize a lot. 
Do you think that's something that should be taught in England? Because I understand it being taught in African countries, but it also is something that England and European and Western countries have done. So why do you think that these subjects aren't like, aren't being covered in school? Because it just paints history the way it was. Like my teachers would really say that the English or like the European countries make a deal who's taking what country are like they know like they spoke about this in a song but I learned this before Dave made the song like you know they called Benin where my dad's from the slave coast that's majority they got majority of the slaves from so these questions would be awkward being explained to I don't think the English and if they put that part as the English curriculum they make a lot of questions that I think schools aren't ready to be accounted for or answered to that's what I think they put in there and even if they did, they'd only teach selective parts of it. They would teach who colonised where, but they wouldn't say why they were colonised and mm. why they never went earlier. Like, you would think the UK never went to Nigeria because there was no need. They'd been wanting to go in from when they just knew what Nigeria was doing. They just didn't find out how they could get there about getting malaria. So once they could cure malaria, they took everyone. And Nigeria was even helping them when they were sick. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So what if... So, so they're, they were literally hoping they're oppressors. And I think if the school teach it like that, it's going to raise a lot of unwanted questions. I never think it's going to be taught like that. I 100% agree with you, to be honest. But my, my, I have a big issue with the fact that it isn't taught in schools. History is supposed to be honest. It's supposed to be objective. This is the facts and this is what happened. So why do you think that they're still not trying to teach that? I understand you saying that it might be awkward, but... Lo loads of thing that, things that we learn in history are awkward, but why is it specifically like these subjects are not being spoken about in school? I think the majority of the subjects, like I picked history, I never picked geography, and most of the stuff that we, we learn in school about history glorifies the UK and glorifies England, like King Henry VIII, all he's done for the church, that's what we, that's what we learn. Uh, we learn about the royal family, they're completely glossing over the fact that the royal family, like literally before our current queen, when her mother was alive, she was like the, she was in control of a lot of like Nigeria, the British. What's it called? I don't come to the word. The British Empire. What? Yeah, she was in control of the British Empire. We completely crossed over that. We just talk about how great the royal family was. So like a lot of the stuff they do teach us, it's, it's going to be even if they do teach us it, they're going to miss it out. Everything we learn in history is meant to gas up the UK or show how great it was. They're never going to paint their own country in the light where it shows. Uh, it isn't great. Do you understand what I'm saying? I 100% agree with you. I remember myself and some other young girls in my school, I went to an all-girls school, actually, mm -hmm. and we were, this, we were trying to get Black History Month taught in school. And they ended up doing this thing called Our History anyway, so it was just everyone brought in photos. So they kind of, like what you said, they glossed over the whole Black History Month thing. And then we were speaking to one of our history teachers about slavery and she was just like, well, you guys sold yourself into slavery anyway, so I don't understand why you're pushing for this topic to be had. And I find that wow. so shocking that, and I'm not that old, I mean, you know, I'm not the springest of chickens, but I'm not that old that this happened maybe like over 10 years ago and that was the kind of rhetoric they were bringing in schools. They just did not think that it was important to have representation in any of the subjects or within the teaching thing within the staff members and i think it's a bit i find it like really disheartening to think that you guys it's you guys are still experiencing the kind of same thing and just leading on from that are you guys at school currently being spoken like when the black lives matter movement started taking getting more like 
attention. How did your schools respond to that? Was there like any, like, did they change any rules? Did they, you know, do anything as a reaction to the Black Lives Matter movement? I can't lie. I don't know if they um, changed anything or done anything new because we all started college in September. But see with FBS, yeah, I don't feel like they did anything. But I feel like if, any, if someone pushed, they would do it. Is FBS Frank Barnett School? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. see my school, yeah, like, like I've, I've never had a problem, like, I've never been discriminated against. I feel like if you want to do something in my school, you've actually got to push for it. Like, I think Fred... Yeah, like, when we've done the Black Christian Office, I believe. Yeah. So you've got yeah. to, if you push for it, it will make it happen. But I feel like the problem is not enough for the students that are educated to even give, to give that, um, to give an assembly like that. That's what happened that like, me and Fred work. We, we did it in our own time, innit? Mm. But none of the kids Can you tell us a bit about the assembly? Like what you guys oh. have done? There is. I, I started school that week. Then Fred told me about it and like, he brought me on. So it was really Fred that like, really got it together. Um, I just did, I did an assembly about uh, Black History Month, but I did it in Black History in the UK version. I just thought it would be more interesting like that. And yeah, we just done an assembly. We just done an assembly every single day for different year groups to celebrate all the Black British people that aren't too like spoken about. So I just told them, and Spoke yeah, it was, it was that, that's really it, really. That sounds super good, actually. Um, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you guys have a good relationship with your school, and that you can, if you wanted to, you could do certain things. So that's positive for me I think that's a really that's a good thing and that shows like a change but just to mm-hmm. put on the last point last, our school is very like multicultural oh so it I is think... multicultural and it's is it something that's seen as good or is it something that's like looked down yeah. upon in... yeah it's just like I, I don't I don't really see any like blatant racism just genuinely because I think like it'll be hard for mm. it'll be hard for students to get away with that but like other schools, like they say that it's bad in their school. Like my friend Miguel, who goes to Ren, which is just down the road, he says that it was mad there. But for us, like me, sorry, I don't think we really experienced that much in our school. I remember one time my head of year was speaking about multi cultures, and she said, I know Asara's mum is Jolla Fries. It's very popular. Yeah, I was so happy that I'm never going to forget that. I remember going to stop telling that story. I even so, told my mum when I got home. I bet your mum was happy. I know my mum would be. <laughs> I know you mentioned that you there's nothing that you guys haven't seen anything blatant, but have you seen subtle things like do you feel like children from a certain background are discriminated more against by teachers, or do you feel like in your experience of school that you don't really see that? You know what it is about school, yeah? Like in terms of the students, what are you talking about among students or between students and teachers? It can be students and teachers. The thing is and students, students yeah, and is like there's a lot of banter. But sometimes the banner might be a bit disrespectful. So the only time I really like um, was hurt or like for discussion was when it was said in like a jerky way. But the things that were said were bad. But apart from that, I actually can't recall the time because everyone, everyone, like people just make racist jokes as bad as that sounds. But like, I don't really take that to heart. But in terms of between me and the teachers, nah, I don't think I ever had a time where I felt that they've been racist to me. Well, that's pretty good. I think that's a positive thing. But on on the larger scale, the statistics show that black students, especially males, are more likely to be excluded 
and more likely to be treated with harsher disciplinary action than their other counterparts. I think that's true, isn't it? Yeah, that is definitely true. Like, Your students, word, like students get t- treated differently just depending on who they are. And sometimes that's when I think maybe colour might um, get involved. Nah, it's, it's, that was definitely the case in FPS. Like, it's a mute in my year. But I never really saw it like that. Nah, yeah, but now I'm thinking about it. it. Yeah, we did. Remember, remember when my man brought a knife into school? Like, it was like a week after he we had an assembly saying you have a zero knife tolerance. If you bring a knife into school, you're going to get kicked out. He got, mm-hmm. like, isolation or inclusion for, like, three days or something like that. So remember, he was suspended yeah, yeah, for, like, yeah. a week. Do you feel like if yeah. it was a, another student, that, that wouldn't have happened? Or a black student, that wouldn't have happened? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, 100%. Black... Yeah, sometimes biases can happen, like, on a... On a that's like it can be unconscious. It can be just a, a a thought in the back of their heads that translates into their behavior. And sometimes it's not really obvious. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's new terms and stuff for it now, like microaggressions. People passing little comments about things, which is I think like my, microaggressions is something that's I think gonna be is becoming more and more like I don't know how to say rampant. Like more and more people now know that they can't be blatant with racism or discrimination or bias. So they they kind of use cold words like labeling black women aggressive or hostile and things like that. And that's kind of the new wave I think that's happening. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Chloe, did you say? Did you want to say anything, Chloe? Well, quite a lot actually. Uh, I don't go to school, so I can't say that you know my school's changed or anything but when I went to school the biases there were very different it was actually um I felt more like a minority in my school because my teachers would constantly how do I say I don't want to sound bad or racist or anything my school teacher would constantly pick on me and it wasn't just me who felt this. It was all of the girls in my classrooms. It was all the girls and boys in my year and school that felt this from this one teacher. But can, I, teacher... Can, I ask you some, can I ask you a question, though, if you don't mind? Yeah. I, I, like, I like your painting, first of all, and second of all. See if I got ask you on it. See, see when you said we, every girl in my class, all of us felt a type of way. Was it black, white girls alike? Or was it just black or was it just white girls that thought she was being biased? It was majority of um, the whites. I can't say for sure if it was all of them, but I know it was a lot of them. My second question is, what I feel like I've noticed, and something my mum taught taught me as well, seeing that this is a system and the world we live in, Mm -hmm. I feel like people are always trying to give black people a record. record. I know know me, I got kicked out of school, but my school Mm -hmm. was so black that they allowed me. I feel like if it was... The circumstances were different. I just came back from Nigeria. They felt sorry for me. They would just kicked me up. But in this circumstance, they said I can go to another school, still wear my uniform, still write my GCSEs in the school. It wouldn't really show up on my record. I feel like when black people get a record, it's very, very, very hard for them to integrate into society and turn out well. Like a, a guy my mum was hiring, he, well, he worked on a farm and he was carrying paper. He was carrying like swords, axes, all of that stuff from the city to the farm. And because he didn't have the papers, they arrested him, he has a record, and he couldn't get a job. Only because my mum asked him, why do you have this on your record? And my mum hired him. And the police could have easily checked his, uh, where he lived, checked out what his father does. Oh, you work in a farm, cool. But just said, black boy, knife, yeah, get, get, go to prison. So he has that record. That's the only reason my mum hired him, because she asked. So let's say in the fight you were in, 
maybe she has a zero fight in policy, uh, policy but if, if she was kicked out as well, as a white person, I feel like you would find it easier to integrate into society than she would have in a black girl with record. I think as Shakira said, she would just be seen as the angry black girl who got exposed for fighting. It would just be so stereotypical seeing that on a record. Black girls stereotypes for fighting, people wouldn't go near her. But with you, I feel like people have just allowed you because it'd be easy to get back into society even with that on your record. Like, I know so many black boys when they've been kicked out of school, they go down like a wrong path. Not just black boys, black people in general. Once they've been removed from the education system, no one's even trying to hear it. So that's what, that's what I've put to my personal opinion. I can see that, and I understand. No, I definitely 100% agree with what you said, Asaru, and what I said um, previously. And I think it is harder once believe it or not I was actually yeah permanently expelled as well from myself when I left school and I couldn't come back to my um secondary school but like they let me sit my exams and stuff like that but I think yeah I think because I you know what you always I feel like as a black person you have to be the exception like you have to be better than everyone else and I think because I was getting like good grades and stuff like that that was they were just like okay it's fine let her do it but say if I was like a failing student or something like that, it might have been different. And it's true. Once you leave the education system, it's really, really hard to have like positive outcomes going forward. And I think it is doubly hard as well when you're from a minority group. Yeah, I get what you say completely. I, was, I wasn't like an amazing student. It's just that I felt like I came from Nigeria and I was having like trouble, like catching up with school. I just felt sorry for me. The new thing just kicked me out or I would have never made it into college or done like a respectable course. Well, I feel like that's the only reason why they allowed me. You guys spoke about you, your school being quite positive in terms of like not feeling discriminated against, although you did mention one incident where you feel like, you know, there was a, a discrimination of the boy who brought in a knife. Do you feel like the school's uniform policy and like different rules in the school are representative of minority groups? I know when I went to school, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't allowed to have an Afro out because it was seen as messy, messy hair. It didn't make the uniform look clean. So, like, that's a whole nother, like, discussion around school uniform being, I guess, racist in a way and oppressive. No, I think FBS, they, they've never said anything about hair. They've always allowed any type of hair, except that it was foolish. Just like, you came in with pink hair, like, you got to change that. But the man that could come in braids, with beads, anything, they just allow you, to be honest. But like, the way they try to justify it is wrong. They should just say, this is not what we want in our school. Trying to justify it like this is a business haircut, it just don't make sense. Almost. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, knowing Ren Academy, yeah, my sister was telling me that some girl that she knew got blonde highlights in her extensions for... That black black girl could only get black and brown. And that's the only colour our hair has. But the white girl, they can get black, brown, and blonde, and more, more colours that perceived as white hair. So she got blonde highlights in her extensions, and her hair was brown, I think. So it looked like brown, light brown. And she wasn't allowed to compete in sports day until she took out her hair, that like they can take out her hair at sports day. Like, it's not a process. So I feel like that, it's like, I feel like if more black women were on in school boards, they could speak up for black women more. I feel like black women have it tougher than black boys when it comes to hair and being represented in school. Shakira's daughter has this project called the Halo, Halo Code, and it's basically kind of covering this kind of area. Shakira wants to give a bit of context to it. Tell us more about it. My daughter Keisha has been um, instrumental in setting up, um, it's actually a campaign and they are called the Halo Code. Um, 
and they basically, this is what they say in their strap line, um, they are black students diversifying dress codes and destigmatizing Afro hair in schools one halo at a time. So in, in, in essence, what they're basically doing is challenging schools about their uniform policies that prevent black children, um, particularly from having to do their hair in certain ways, such as what you guys were just talking about, what constitutes business hair, you know, having to um, basically not being able to wear your hair naturally as it comes out of your head. And just picking up on that, you've actually brought me to like a, a memory that I had. So be, before I started working from Art Against Knives, and this is how representation is so important in the work um, in general. But I used to work as a social worker and um, I remember one of the colleagues that I was working with, she's a black woman actually, was telling me about a case that she had where a child had um, a black child had burnt their head and basically what had happened was they were getting extensions done and you know extensions you dip the bottom of the extensions in hot water and yeah. somehow the hot, the hot water had gotten onto the child's head so when she went to school she must have mentioned to the teacher that my mum burnt me she poured hot water on my head this then turned into a referral to social services like there was a big meeting that happened they were going to remove away the child and I remember um, she specifically said that a nurse was like, this is so barbaric. How can somebody take hot water and put it on their child's head? And if it wasn't for the fact that a black social worker was in the space and had to explain to them the process of putting um, hair in water to seal the ends, that child could have been removed from their family. That is why representation in all aspects is important because it literally can be the difference between a mother losing her child, for yeah, example. I can't lie, yeah, like if I was a teacher, I'll be scared as well. That's that, what that, I mean. But I just it think... just comes it just comes down to asking. There was no questions asked towards the child. There was no um and even so this is a professionals meeting. So we're all sitting down, different professionals are speaking, and the person just came out and said, This is so barbaric. No context, no nothing. Why would you dip hair into hot water? I don't think they're saying this because they're against the black people. I think I think they're ignorant. It's not part of their culture. Yeah, they don't know. yeah exactly. Black. But then that's why it's important to have representation in the yeah, workforce. So that's, that's why it's so important to have representation. I agree exactly. Because if that social worker wasn't there to explain that it's a normal practice of putting synthetic hair into hot water, then it would, we would be having a whole different incident right now. There would be a child who would have been removed. But because there's, that's what she was in that meeting, she was able to explain the process of getting extensions done. Speaking about ignorance, often people fall back on that and it's seen as kind of an excuse in a way, which it definitely shouldn't be because the, the although the intent may not have been there, the cause and the effect is still really damaging. I think, yeah, just, it's just important to keep going forward. Well, going forward that you constantly challenge yourself around some of the beliefs. And this is for all of us, some of the beliefs that we have, because myself, I can be ignorant or I can, you know, have certain views that people might not agree with, but it's about constantly challenging yourself about why do I think like this? How, like, what has caused me to think like this? Am I just accepting, like, what is happening in society, the status quo? Am I going to challenge it? So we always have to keep the word, like, we're learning as we go, but it's always about challenging negative thought processes, especially when it's to do with minority groups. As well as challenging yourself, I think it's really, obviously really important that you challenge other people as well. So if you do see behaviour that isn't acceptable, like stand up for it.
and have the confidence to stand up for it. Uh, that's bringing our workshop to a close. It was actually really, really interesting. I really enjoyed it. Like, I don't know if anyone knows, but this is kind of like my special, my passion. Like, I really am really passionate about race and inequality. That's the kind of thing that I'm into. Um, so it was really good to see you guys' views and like to see how that you guys have had actually some really positive experiences. Um, I can't say like you know that's the general consensus from, from a lot of the people I've spoken to. So I am actually really pleased. If you guys have any questions, thank you guys for tuning into One Night Real Talk. That was myself, DJ Fred, and Sarfos. You can catch us on Instagram at One Night Real Talk. And we're out. Bye. Thank you.